everybody and welcome to this week's edition of This Woman Can. I am your host Janice Sutherland, career strategist for professional women of colour over 40 who want to realign their values and priorities. Now my guest this week is from across the big pond um, but with the Caribbean roots. My guest is Asha Prower and she describes herself as having a portfolio career. She's a qualified project and program manager with a degree in tourism management from the University of Hertfordshire and 18 years of experience in the tourism and aviation industry. Whilst over the past few years, Asha has also developed a property investment business with her husband and most recently has launched a new UK candle business, O'Flick, which is where I got to find out about her. She was also finalist in the UK's Every Woman Travel Awards, and Asha is a strong advocate for entrepreneurship and using your nine to five to grow your own business. Proud of her Caribbean heritage, having grown up in the St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Asha also used her platform to advocate for better representation of women, of people, should I say, of colour at all levels of corporate organisations. Hi, Asha, and welcome to This Woman Can. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Fantastic. So glad you could join us. So we were to, we were waxing lyrical off air. So I want to get <laughs> right back into what we were what we were talking about. But for our for our listeners and our viewers, tell us a little bit about your journey where you got to what where you where you got to where you are today. Because you're in the UK currently. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your journey and how, how you got to where you are. Sure. So I think I'll start by saying so I was born in the UK. But my parents, when I was eight, my parents wanted my brother and I to be educated in the Caribbean. And so we lived in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, where my parents grew up. We lived there for 12 years and it was a fantastic experience for me. And um, it was always the intention that I would return to the UK and I would go to university because, you know, yep. with our parents, education is the key. You will get that degree. So um, I returned to the UK. And, um, you know, realized, you know what, I've got to save a lot of money if I want to go to university. So um, I started my first job in travel, working as a reservation agent. So that person at the end of the phone that would say, hello, how can I help you? That was me. So I did that for like three years and, you know, saved enough money that I'd be able to, you know, go to university. And I remember at the end of that three years, I went to my boss and said, do you know, I want to go to university. I've been here full time for three years. Can I consider part time? Right. So I can uni. Yeah. And I remember she said, do you know what? That's not going to be possible. So for me, education was more important. So I said goodbye to that job. And I did, you know, did a few jobs while I was at uni studying tourism management at the University of Hertfordshire. And then once I, well, I once I got my degree, I continued doing um, continued in the aviation field working for an airline and I did a number of different jobs moving up in the in the kind of career space and I learned so much and after doing that I got to the point where I thought it's I want more than just working for corporate I want to do more than I felt like I had to change myself if I wanted to succeed in the corporate world I'd have to I couldn't be authentic. I couldn't be myself. Hmm. And there was a time when that I was probably happy to do that. Right. But it got harder. Yeah. And it was only the last three or four years that I thought, right, no, I need to change my life. I want to do something for me. I want to take control 
of my career. Mm -hmm. And we started by setting up the property buy-to-let business that I have with my husband now. And we have a number of different buy-to-let property properties across the UK, right. which generates a passive income. So it gives it gives yeah. me a lot more flexibility. And then uh, last year when COVID hit, mm. thought, okay, right, what are we gonna <laughs> do? What are we gonna do now? You know, work in aviation. Aviation's been you know been battered. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. What, are we, what, what are we gonna do? And you know, so many of my friends had lost their jobs as a result of the pandemic and I think for me sorry just wasn't good enough to say to them mm. and I thought oh, candle and a message it's a good pairing flick came from and uh, we started it last year and that's so my career has really been you know working in the corporate world and then migrating to setting up um, yeah. my own business so yeah. I would describe myself as having a portfolio career, yeah. one in which I can still have that nine to five, but flexible working right. because I right. have two two business, other businesses that I focus yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me just take a step back, Ash, and I, I love that yeah. description of what you were, what you were doing in your your career so far. You talked about um, not feeling authentic um, in your career or having to. I think we talked about off air about assimilate, almost assimilating. Um, yeah. So how how did that feeling that you know it was time for something different or a time for a change? How did that manifest itself to you? Um, I think it when I was in this particular role a few yeah. years ago, it was heavily focused. Progression was heavily focused on networking, right? And it was so much so where the people that you needed to network with in order mm. to progress, you needed to you needed to know your numbers when it came to football. Oh. And do you know what? I'm, I'm yeah. I'm not great at football. It's yeah. not really. I'm not really a fan. But when you've got to memorize football scores to hold a conversation wow. with the people you need to network with, that's right. too much. Yeah. yeah. When you have to overthink constantly what you're saying and how you're saying it. Yeah yeah but it's not the real you yeah that's where to me that's that's the trigger point yeah and um it just it got it just got to the point where I'm like right I'm giving up too much of myself mm. and is this really worth it if this is is this my definition of success yeah. yeah and that's when I realized well actually the success that I wanted maybe in my 20s is not the success I want in my 30s thank so you when I, yeah. it's, you know I feel like you know, when I grew up, it was, yeah. you're going to get your degree yes. because you need to get a job. Yeah. So you're going to get a job yeah. and you're going to yeah. work in the corporate world. Yeah. And that's what I was aiming for in my 30s, in my 20s. And then when I got to my 30s, I was like, no, 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 that's success. It's it's not what yeah. I want. I want the right work-life balance. Yeah. But I don't want to be beholden to just working in a corporate organization. Yeah. I want my own businesses. And if I still want to work in the corporate organization, I can. But that's gonna that's gonna fund yeah. my businesses. That's gonna yeah. build my castle, yeah. and that and and that's where the change just happened. So you know, so from what I'm hearing, what you said there, without being without trying to stereotype the people that you were you were talking to, it sounds like it was a very male dominated um, environment. It was. Yes. And there was I've lost my train of thought. I was going to say something else there when you talked about yeah. it. I've lost but it. it was, no, um, while you're thinking, I'll say to you, so there was one occasion where 
you know, I worked in, I worked in the construction for a time, for, for a yeah. period of time. And I was wet, you know, you have to wear those big kind of those big heavy boots. Yeah. And I remember a, a guy coming up to me saying, shouldn't those be pink? And I thought, to myself do you know what if I wasn't working right now I know exactly what yeah. I would have said to you yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> but, yeah 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 you know so you have all of these different experiences and then you realize well actually either I can accept those experiences or yeah. I can think do you know what yeah I'm going to try something different yeah because again, I knew what it was going to so basically you had to become one of the lads as the, as the English oh, yeah. say and yeah. you know, and that's that's almost like I don't want to say leaving your femininity at the door because I think back in the for me when I was in those situations we had the big shoulder pads and the power suits and stuff like that to show you know we weren't to mask our femininity and I'm not yeah. nothing wrong with pink pink is my brand color I love pink um I think pink has power but like you say you're almost losing part of who you are your yeah. style um, is one of the things that stopped me becoming originally when I was approached to be CEO the fact I thought I'd have to leave a piece of me behind yeah. and those parts are actually what make you successful yes you know yes. so absolutely and I think also when you I'm a really strong advocate that I want to see diversity at all levels yeah and yeah. when you work in departments and you don't have that diversity or it's all white, which you typically yeah, see yeah, sometimes yeah. In, in large corporates. Yeah, yeah. Your culture, like I feel like sometimes you suppress your culture or you for do. me, you know, with a Caribbean you background. You do, you do. You suppress it. Yeah, you do, you do, you do. Because they, yeah. you, you know, it's it, it's like having those t-shirts, the black thing you wouldn't understand. You know, it's the... <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I mean, I'm just going to be real and honest and authentic yeah. on this podcast. You know, I would leave work and I would be I would have my reggae music playing yeah. or my dance hall as soon as I got into that car park that went down, way down low yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no I understand <laughs> totally understand and you know any you know for listeners out there it's like it is it seems trivial and minor but it actually is giving up a whole lot of who you are because you feel like you have to explain yeah who you are and then there's also you know and we talk about biases you know for for for, for women we talk about having unconscious biases being as, as being as being a woman but as you get as you get older a couple more because you have the unconscious biases of being black you know being a person of color mm -hmm. then you have the unconscious biases of being a little bit older sometimes mm -hmm. as well so all those come into play and they do have a huge impact on who you are and how you operate on a day-to-day -day basis so i can totally understand you know the, the 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 challenge, the internal struggle. It was real, yes. um, wanting yes. to be who be who you be who you are. So, yeah. Asher, in all those transitions, the transformations you've got, you've been through. What would you say has been the biggest challenge you've had to face? I think for me, it's been my confidence. Okay, and I think over the years, I've always suffered from a lack of confidence I've always questioned okay. myself where I const constantly overthink and um, even in the roles I've taken people have said Asha you can do this you can do this and yeah I'll go in and I'll and, and I'll do it yeah but deep down I'm thinking no I can't do it I surely can't do it this is not this isn't this is not me yeah um, and then and that as you said that internal struggle it just creates undue stress yeah and I think it came to 
think last year I realized I really need to do something about this right particularly as I'm you know creating my own business Mm. I need to sort this out and I remember I went to a hypnotherapist hypnotherapist for I think I had you know for phobia and um, we spoke about lack of confidence and she gave me some breathing techniques right and that that really really helped me yeah and I've continued that and it's getting better (laughs) but recognizing that yeah I'm you know lack of confidence is, is is a real challenge for me Right, right. And, and, you know, and does it just, I mean, I'm glad you found a way to, to overcome it. That's great. Does it come up at certain times or is it just with you in general, just sitting on your shoulder? <laughs> yeah, I think whenever, when I'm in the court, when working in the corporate world, yeah, whenever you've got that big presentation in front of the board, yeah, that, that is it. Yeah. And being really frank, when you're, for me as a black woman yeah when you are standing up in front of the board and the board and it's and it's all white males like yeah. I must admit yeah the first thing that goes through my head is I'm the only black person in here yeah and then no. you have to quickly snap out of it yeah. and nail that presentation yeah. but that's what goes into in in my head so you have yeah. to so I feel like I have to overcome that yeah 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 it's the old pale male and stale you know the room, yeah. the room, the room is full of it. Yeah, so um, so yeah, yeah. Be, been there many, many times. So I, I, yeah. I understand. So on this next reinvention, this you're going going into another business. Um, yes. you've made this, you've made this, you start to make this transition. What do you wish you had known more, known more of when you embarked yeah. on this next stage? I wish, I wish I knew earlier that setting up your your own business was an option. And I know it sounds really stupid, but it's about when you, how you grow up. And, yeah. and I feel like as, you know, in the Caribbean, and yeah. I say you know, Caribbean parents, you grow up to know education is the key. You get your degree to get a job. Yeah. Not necessarily the mindset of you're going to get a degree because you're going to invest in a skill yeah. that corporate organizations are going to want and they're going to pay you your worth right but yeah. you, can, yeah. you can set up your business as well so I almost wish I my mindset was different a lot earlier on and I had thought about setting up my business earlier as opposed to I'm going to get that degree because I'm going to go into the corporate yeah. world straight away and that's going to be it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I think that I think, but again, we were talking again, uh, that's the measure of success for our parents, because yeah. as black women, we have various measures and definitely, definitely children of children of immigrants. You know, our parents success is often measured by the success of, of we of, of, of who we are, of how successful we are. So yeah. to go along to your parents, say, I'm giving up all the years I've learned um, at university, the big the big job. And I'm yeah. going to set up my own that's fraught with, you know, some challenges and risks and no steady income. And they're kind of giving you the double take as yeah. to say, that's not what I sent to school for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, and it's really weird for me because me, my my mom was a, is a is a businesswoman. She's an entrepreneur. She's a dressmaker. So I never over the course of my educational period, I never once thought, well, why didn't I set up my own business? Because my mom did it. Yeah. No, it was yeah. always yeah you get that degree and you get that job but yeah 
I wish I'd known that earlier. But I think looking at that, it's from, from, the, from a parent's perspective, it's about giving them the opportunities you probably never had. Absolutely. So, you know, so I kind of had that attitude with my own children because I didn't go to university as soon as I left school. I did it as a mature student with two children and divorced, you know, later on the line. But it was really nice to see the really nice to see the my boys now step in to say, I'm going to university. It was nice to see that next transition. So I totally understand for parents. view. We always want more better for what's than what we had. Absolutely. And I think for me, one of the best um, gifts that my parents gave me was having was me being educated in St Vincent because I got to see the best of both worlds I understood you learn the value of things and you learn the value of money when you're raised in the Caribbean and actually I feel like it gives you a thick skin because you know I was you know being born in the UK I remember lived in a in a village and I was the only I think my brother and I were like the only black people in the school yeah. So when I then moved to St. Vincent, yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness, everybody looks like me. <laughs> and you know what? You know, when you're in the schoolyard, you know, you better know you, you better be thick skinned because, yeah. you know, the people could kids say things and, you know, you got to, you know, you either take it or you give yeah. it right back. And yeah. to me, that thick skin I've carried straight into my roles in the corporate world and it's made me who I am. So I love I love being raised in the Caribbean. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. So, Asha, what do you think you would fear most? Sorry, what regrets would you have, do you think, if you didn't go for it, if you didn't make that transition and make that change? And we break for a quick word from our sponsors. It's not easy to make a mid-career change, and it can be even harder if you don't know what or where to start. If we could go back in time and give our younger selves some advice about how to find happiness in our careers, we would tell ourselves that the key is finding work that matches your values. But in reality, life gets in the way and our career needs become secondary. And when we do feel to make a change in our life, we hesitate. And for most women, this can be a stressful time as they tell themselves they can't change because of finances or maybe they'll fail doing something new. Change Your Career at the Financial Fear is my free five-day program that helps women take control of their careers and life by helping them see the real cost of staying stuck versus taking action towards reaching their goals. This isn't another money mindset program. This is about taking the time to redefine how you think about your personal and professional value and by investing time in yourself now so you can confidently make the best possible decisions for your future sooner rather than later. This program will open your eyes to what it's really costing you to stay stuck and get practical steps to accelerate towards your goal. The program runs monthly and you can register by visiting janissutherland.com. And now back to this week's episode. Um, I, my fear would be that I would have never been myself. Right. That I would have complete, I would have turned into somebody that I really wouldn't be pleased of, or I would have lost who I, who I am. Yeah. And to me, I would have lost my Caribbean roots and I would have just completely morphed into somebody that I didn't recognize and maybe my family didn't recognize. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which for me is, is, is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and also it's, it's that 
work-life balance, I think is really, mm. which is really important. And I think if I didn't make the changes now, that work-life balance would have been completely skewed. Yeah. You know, I remember years ago, if somebody says, do you know, what, what are your hobbies? I probably couldn't tell you if I had any, because yeah. all I knew how to do was work. Yeah. And the weekend was, I'm just going to rest. Yeah, yeah. That's completely changed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like what you said there. There's a little thing, you've mentioned it a couple of times and something I come across with a lot of women I work with who may be all consumed in their day-to-day -day corporate or their work is that loss of identity. Yeah. Because one of the things I see happening is that women also start to second-guess themselves that if I do not have this job, this career, who am I? Yeah. You know, and it's very interesting you talk about that struggle for you was like losing you didn't want to lose who you were but i think sometimes we're so deep into it we don't even realize we've lost who we are until yeah. we're faced with the question of who are you yeah you know so i love that you identified that pretty early on yeah i couldn't i i honestly years ago all i did was it was work 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 there was nothing out there was no hobbies i couldn't even write that what are your hobbies at the end of the cv i'd have to make that up <laughs> <laughs> but it, and, and it sounds trivial but it's so true because you know if you don't have a night if you don't have your own identity outside of work it makes that transition when you become so uncomfortable doing what you're doing but you don't know who you are it makes that transition even more difficult it does, trying to it work does. out because you have to know yourself first before yeah. you can change what it is you want you want to do yeah absolutely and I feel like like now now that I'm going through that transition at the moment I'm doing kind of a temporary piece of work at, at a for a corporate yeah and I've gone in with a different attitude and I'm like <sighs> I know who I am and I'm comfortable with this and I don't need to completely change myself and I'm like <sighs> you will yeah. take me as I am excellent excellent that breathe that breath of fresh air and that you know brush my shoulders type of thing that's all good yeah I'm, not, I'm all good that's all good so I should describe for us one of your biggest challenges and how you overcame it and the lessons learned oh one of my I think the biggest challenges for me has to be the mindset change of focusing on my businesses so, and I said in the beginning, I consider myself to have a portfolio career. Yeah. So I've got my businesses, but I also have not forgotten the corporate world. Yeah. And I can flex my time between how much I, how much time I give to a, yeah. a corporate job yeah. and, yeah. and my, and my own businesses. Now, a lot of people would call the businesses that I have side businesses. Right. Yes. But I don't call yeah. them sir, side businesses yeah. because to yeah. me, if you call them side businesses, then the money you earn from that is pocket change. So you don't treat it. You don't yeah. grow it. Yeah. And and when you work in the corporate industry for a long time and then I think you go into a corporate and you have a portfolio career. Mm. It's hard to shift that mindset of I've got to focus on my businesses mm. and the corporate has got to literally help to grow those two yeah to me the challenge my challenge was making sure that the corporate roles I was taking on is not completely taken over and right. my businesses are suffering my mindset needs to be the corporates grow my businesses right that's how it not 
they're just side businesses and I'm going to give all, give completely everything I've got at the expense of the business. That to me, that mindset change is my biggest challenge. And how I overcome that, I time box things. So I want to give everything. I give everything 150%. But there's a time and a place. So I'm not going to be checking emails at 10, 11 o'clock at night. No, that, that stops. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's setting boundaries. Yeah. 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 Uh, It's, I was going to say the thing that came to my head when you said that it's a having the nine to five and then there's the side businesses is a very Caribbean mentality. Mm. And I didn't realize how much of a mentality it was till I till I moved out here. And I would find so many people always had a full-time job and a side business. And I'm like, I could never get my head around that. And, and I always have this challenge about how do you, how do you, for me, I was the corporate boss. Yeah. So how are you giving me your hundred percent if yeah. you're focused on your side business? Now yeah. I can understand when you, when you said you can't compartmentalize it. I understand, I understand that. I'm not sure that everybody was that, um, especially here, and I'm not going to say it, especially in the Caribbean, I'm not saying everybody, everybody was that diligent. Yeah. 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 No, I was trying to say, and I think, I think it's a fair, as a, as a, as a boss, as a corporate leader, I think it's a fair question to ask anybody who has other businesses. Yeah. I think for my situation, I think my husband and I, we have a really, really good um, relationship regarding the business. Yeah. And he is also, he's an aviation consultant, so he has flexibility. Right, in what he right, does. right. That's so we work together well as a yeah. team. Yeah. And also for me, it's important that, you know, it's important that I take on the right corporate nine to five. So, you know, it can be a, a temporary role, yeah. which means, right, and I'll say to my husband, right, for the next six or nine months, I'm, I'm going to give so, this amount of time yeah. to yeah. this corporate, this piece of work can you run these two businesses? So we, we, yeah. we work, yeah. we work well. That I'm makes sense. To have that support. Yeah, that's good. That, that's yeah. a good, that's a good way to approach it. It's a great way to approach yeah. it. So, so Asha, everything's been hunky-dory. Everything sounds like it's been very successful. Um, but just like social, just like social media, we don't always like to talk about the things that don't go so well um, yeah. in, in, in our, in our lives. So how has failure made a positive difference in your life? So uh, throughout my career, the jobs that I have done, a lot of them have been because somebody has approached me and said, do you know what? This job is going to be right for you. I think you should do this role. And even though I thought, you know what, might not be the job for me. I've always done it because somebody else has said, yeah, 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 do it. And then I make it work. And that's what, and that worked to a point. And then there was this particular job that I took, <laughs> and I realized pretty quickly that uh, this this it's not working for me. No. And I had to make that decision to to say actually I I need to I need to cut ties here because it's yeah. it's it's just not working. And I say it. When we, we talk about failure, I think for me the failure was not set not not saying no earlier. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Always being used to saying yes to things, but actually I should have said no to this particular mm. to mm. this particular job. Mm. 
Um, and what I've learned from that is you can say no. Yeah. You know, be saying no to things. It's okay. Yeah. And even though somebody might say to you, you've got the, you can do this job. You can do this job. You should say to them, yeah, I can do it, but I don't have to do it. And it's yeah. not right for me. Yeah. And um, yeah, that my failure was, I did say no. Yeah. And um, that little word, that two little, that two letter word can be very detrimental um, to a lot of women not being able to not being able to say no. But I yeah. think for me and when you when I heard you talk about it, I have what I call my spidey senses. So if my if my gut doesn't tell me if I feel the tingle, it's not something doesn't feel right. Or if, or if you yeah. say out here, Miss Spirit, not tech, you know, yeah. um, you, you know, listen to that intuition. You know, sometimes listen to that. In- <laughs> you know, it's so funny what you, you said that because um, my husband, my husband is white and I yeah. and I use these phrases and he's like, what did you say? I was like, let me break it down for you. Let me, yeah. let me explain this. Yeah. yeah, my spirit doesn't take to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just not resting with me. It doesn't feel rest well. It doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great so Asha what has been your biggest career triumph to me my biggest career triumph was setting up O'Flick okay um for you know for a few years I would drive to work and think I want to set up my own business and I don't know what to do you know I want to do this and when the idea came to me last year it just it just made sense and we've been, um, O'Flick has been going for a year now and we've been doing really well. Right. And we're getting ready for Christmas. And why that's my biggest kind of triumph is I can be myself. Mm. I can, and, and that means everything to me to be who I want to be. And with O'Flick and the, the fact that we have our range of mes- message candles, it gives yeah. me an outlet yeah. to express how I feel. So I've got one candle that says underestimate me at my peril, because that's exactly yeah. how I feel. Yeah. And if I can share that with other, other people and they can take that candle and remind somebody else, yeah. that's that, 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 mean, that means a lot. So me, O'Flick being the outlet for me to just be myself and for me to, I feel like I have it gives me some power right. you know I've got my I've got my business and you know I'm working to grow that business I'm not mm. working to grow somebody else's business this yeah. is mine yeah and that for me is 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 everything to me yeah I'm curious about the candles because you talked about not having any hobbies because you didn't have time for hobbies now yeah. do you make the can I mean how the candles do you make the candles from scratch yourself Yes, uh, my husband and I, we make the candles ourselves. Um, so it's homemade. We use um, rapeseed and coconut wax, which I absolutely love because the coconut for me is a nod to my to my heritage. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we make them all at home. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. But candle, I'm still curious. Candles, was it, I mean, were you were you doing it as a hobby before you thought of it? Or, you know, as relaxation or as an, or as an outlet? Yeah. Or you just thought, I'm going to make a candle? Yeah, no, I think it's always, I've always loved candles and uh, my poor husband, like we would go to the shop and I would be there for hours looking yeah. at the candles, yeah. smelling them, yeah. getting the right vessel. And he was like, he yeah. would never understand. Well, yeah. he understands now. <laughs> and um, when we thought about um, doing the candle business, we thought, okay, right, we needed to do a lot of experimentation into can we make the candles ourselves? And, you know, we did a lot of work, you know, 
a lot of trials and until you know we were confident enough to say do you know what right Mm. we've got something that absolutely works and we think we can and we can absolutely market this um and that's and that's what we're we're doing now oh fabulous 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 so (laughs) if you had to start over from scratch ash and knowing what you know now what would you do differently i i would absolutely start my business a lot earlier okay um i would consider a degree in it okay (laughs) and i would make sure i know more about microsoft excel because because it's the bane of my life and I need to know a lot more about how to use it and yeah it's I'm being way too honest with you oh yeah yeah excel that's not one I've come across before but I do I I, when we finish I will tell you my story my relationship with excel so I I can (laughs) I can I can have some empathy with you empathy there So, so so Asha what advice would you share women who are either barking on their own transition journey um what would you say to them what kind of advice would you give them if they're at that crossroads thinking what next I would the advice I would give to them is please pursue your dream. If you, if you got an idea and please don't, don't give up. Don't think, you know what? I can't, I can't possibly do this because you absolutely can. And there are a lot of people out there that you can go to for support. And today I think setting up your own business or actually doing, you don't have to give up your job to to set up and to set up your business you know it's now is a better time what better time is there now to make a change you know I think with the pandemic yeah it's giving us the opportunity to pivot and to make that and make to make those changes yeah you know we're in a we're in a position where a lot of us are working from home and that's allowed Mm -hmm. you know and um yeah my advice would be absolutely see it through um speak to, get get in touch with people reach out get advice and whenever there's something in your head saying this this is not possible just breathe, breathe. and be like Do you know what i'm sure there's somebody out there who has gone through what you're going through yeah let's and talk about it that's great advice. That's great advice. Yeah. And I love what you talk about the pandemic, allowing people to, to pivot, because I think a lot of women have found themselves in situations, you know, where they thought, how would, what would people think if I was to do X, Y, Z? And it's, it's more, it's, it's almost like we've had permission to say, we don't want to do this anymore. It's now, it's acceptable to say that as opposed to yeah. being seen as crazy by giving up your good job and yeah. following your passion or whatever that passion is, you know, it's a played yeah. out phrase, but it, it, people understand what it means. So I think, I think the, 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 the climate, the, the general climate there is more accepting now of women. And I think as women, we're now, as you said, taking that stance. So this is what I want. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is about me now. Let me have a little bit of um, me first, not selfish, but a me first, self first, yeah. um, because I've always put myself in the back burner and always been kind of thinking about everybody else and the actors I do, as opposed to how does that impact me and how do I feel about it? Yeah, absolutely. 
And I was reading, a, I was reading about um, successful women who had grown their businesses. And I'm not going to name any name, any any department names, but there. Um, what I read about women who basically had problems with everyday things, um, such as you know they were trying to decorate their room and they couldn't get a specific color, mm. and in the end, solving that one problem. And this 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 woman has a multi million pound business just by solving one tiny problem. It's it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything's possible. You just got to think outside the box. Absolutely. Yeah, just 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 a little bit. So that's great. Coming down to our last couple of questions. So Asha, what three things have you learned about yourself during your career? Oh, I've got to think. I think three things. I'm a fighter. That's the one thing that I've yeah. that I've learned. Um, and I think when anyone tells me I can't do something, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> so I've I've learned how resilient how resilient I am. Uh, oh gosh, I think second thing. Hmm, I would have to say. I've learned it's about success. I'm comfortable with my success or my definition of success. Yeah. Um, You know, if, if, if somebody's success is being the CEO of a fortune 500 company, that's okay. Yeah. If your success is being a teacher and helping to grow the next minds, that's your success. And it's amazing. My success is, is, running my own business and having that work-life balance and having a nice sleep and, and being able to sleep at night <laughs> <laughs> and not think Excellent. about presentations and numbers yeah. and like yeah yeah totally understand yeah oh my god you said three I did say well, three so one you're more probably putting me on the spot oh, <laughs> oh god um I think the next one would have to be is that you don't have to be in a nine to five permanent Mm. job for the rest of your life you can be flexible you can change it up now you know now is the time when then when you're allowed you can do that excellent so you don't have to stay you don't have to stay on the the, you don't have to stay on the career path that you, you you were on in your 20s yeah 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 you've grown and actually when you grow you make change you make changes and that's okay yeah we're evolving it's evolution it's natural you know and your values that you had in your 20s if your values that you if you have the values that you have in your 40s are still the same as you have in your 20s mm, that tells me you haven't grown haven't grown yeah there's no growth and there's no there's no growth you know so it's only natural that we we evolve and what we were looking for striving for in that time that definitely differs um i'm with you for me you know moving out of corporate i i had made a move to slow down have a different way of life and i found myself doing the total opposite to Mm -hmm. what i planned to do so i had to make the decision someone's got a gift and it wasn't going yeah. to be me because that's what was happening. My body was telling me, if you don't stop, we're going to stop you. I'm going to yeah. stop you, you know. So I, I, totally under- I totally understand that. Now, the last question or penultimate question, you touched on yes. success, you know, mm-hmm. and how, what, success, what your success is. But 
I want to ask you, what does success feel like to you? It's, it feels like I don't have butterflies in my stomach. Okay. It feels my head is clear. I can, it feels like I can have a conversation with you or anyone and I don't feel like I, an hour ago, I had to write a full-on script and memorise it. It's just natural and not, and I'm not, not overthinking yeah or I can you know I can finish this lovely conversation with you and not think oh my god what did I say oh my god yeah. what did I yeah. do yeah yeah just a piece excellent 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 so I've loved that loved our conversation Asha if people want to get to know more about what you do connect with you get to know more about Oflick, how can they do that okay so if you want to find out a lot more about Oflick, um, follow us on Instagram at Oflick Candles. It's also the same on Facebook. Um, if So that's for my businesses. From a corporate perspective, um, you can find me Asha Prower on LinkedIn. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm everywhere. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. So thank you so much for giving up your time today, Asha. It has been thank wonderful you. talking to you. Thank you so much. So that was my interview with Asha Prower and I hope you had some takeaways. I certainly did. I love the fact that she built a portfolio career and that she used her corporate career to basically finance her, her dream um, that would give her the flexibility to be not working a nine to five or to work how she wanted to work. And it was always very cognizant that she was very focused on being her authentic self. She didn't talk about values, but values, being authentic is, an, is also a value. And she was very cognizant that's how she wanted to work and whatever her next career move would be. And also, I think the thing that I didn't realise was breathing her way to success, should I say, or breathing her way to confidence. Um, and that even though, even the most capable, the most strongest stringent women we all have something that um, makes us second guess ourselves we all have challenges we over over have to overcome so that was fabulous to hear now if you're thinking about what's your next career move how do I go next and maybe you're thinking I can't do that I'm not like Asha you know I don't have that I don't have um, that um, that focus but I really would welcome some focus maybe you're thinking that financially I can't make that move well I'm here to help um, and I'm inviting you to register for my next cohort change your career without a financial fear free five-day program I run it every month and I work with women just like you who are thinking about the next steps in their career, but are hesitant because they think financially they can't afford to do it. Finance should never be the reason for you to stay in a career that you don't like or you can't see a future in. Really should never be that. So we work together to create a plan to help you look at the next steps and what the actions are you need to take. Because everybody, every woman has the ability to make that change in their life. And as I always said, remember, you know, you need to have a little support. There's no harm in there's no harm in asking for what you want.
So to register for the next cohort, just go to my website, JanniceSutherland.com, where you'll be able to click and find all the details how to register for the next intake. And I really would love to work with you and help you embark on the next step in your career. Because remember, as I always say, if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care until next time.